Hey everybody, welcome to the Indie Film Review. I am Jared, and with me as always is Daniel. Hey Dan. Hey man. What's up, dude? Are you ready to meet some Boone? <laughs> I'm ready to meet Boone. Uh, so a little birdie told me, and by little birdie I mean you five minutes ago, said that you were sick. I'm a little sick. So Dan might be sounding a little snorfy. This week, this week and next week's episode, you'll you'll hear me a little under the weather. But that's inside baseball. So that's don't feel bad for me. I'm still here. I'm still in your ear holes. I haven't been out of commission that hard. Yep. And now to get outside baseball, Dan, what movie did we watch? <sighs> we we watched Meeting Boone. Um, you can find Meeting Boone on Tubi TV. Hell yeah. It is a film about a guy who gets out of prison and he finds out that his brother is dead because of a strict gang lord who is turning the city <laughs> of wherever they are upside down. Detroit, I believe. Detroit. Yeah. He's running the whole place. His you make is... it sound like he's like a, like a school teacher. He's being strict with all like now you have to follow oh, no, my no. He's, rules. He's, I'm the he's gang a lord. Strict, he's a strict gang lord that like just like oh you're a loose end. I'm just gonna shoot you. Well, yeah, he's a bad guy for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a conflicted conscience that we have to um, kind of see how he progresses through a narrative, through mm. his love, through his morals, through his family, family and faith. And faith. Question for you, Dan. Yes. There are flashbacks in this movie. Yes. Did they work for you? Um, define work. Were you ever confused by when a flashback was happening? The first one, yes. But then okay. whenever I realized that, oh, this is how flashbacks work, it was I'm like, oh, okay, we're in a flashback now. Basically, anytime that we see Bryson on screen, I'm like, wait, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I wasn't actually that confused by it. Surprisingly, I think this movie did a pretty good job. No, no, they, it did. It's just like the first one's very abrupt. But once you realize that yeah. that's how they work, yeah. then you're fine. There is actually a few later towards the end where they actually put little title cards. They're like, oh, this happened in the past. Or like yeah, you know, five or, years later. So, so yeah. it's a little more helpful. Oh, I also wanted to give a shout out. So I'm not sure who sent this to us, but... Paige B. Alston uh, wrote and directed this, and I think she did an amazing job. I think so, uh, too. Because, spoiler alert, I think this movie is really well made. I do, too. Especially for it, what looks like a lower-budget film. Here's the deal. Here's You want to know my favorite part of it? And I'm going to ask you yeah. the same thing. Okay, so sound design in general. Mmm, mm. holy shit. Wonderful. Now, in addition to sound design, how did you like the soundtrack to this Yo. movie? Yo, <laughs> okay. The soundtrack to this movie is... Oh, it's so good. First of all, I'll say, before I get to the music, there's a scene at a farmer's market where they get really good sound, and mm -hmm. I was so impressed. I don't even remember what the scene was about. I was just like, this is a great scene. I can't yeah. believe they got such good audio with all this noise going on. So the sound design in this I thought was really, really good. The music, the soundtrack, it's one of the first things I wrote down. I was yeah. like, damn, this this music is good. And it the whole track, I thought every single one was great. It's it's R&B, it's rap, it's soul. Like there's different genres. Mm -hmm. There's so many different songs that like just really caught my ear. Like I wanted to finish the song before it, you mm -hmm. know, bled into the scene. I'm like, man. So, that was awesome. I I really enjoyed the soundtrack to this movie. Yeah, me too. I agree. I think that the lyrics that they 
because I had the subtitles on, and I think the lyrics actually fit what was going on with the yeah. song very well. I wonder if there were original scores for this film, or they just licensed some of this music out. I don't know, because it did fit really well. That's an interesting question. Oh, so my question for you, camera work. Yes. Well, first of all, what did you think overall of the camera work, and was it was there any time where the, the camera work took you out of the film unintentionally? It didn't take me out of the film. There were a couple of cool scenes... Yeah. But most of them were just like, you know, run of the mill shot, reverse shot. Like they, they made sense. They worked the way they like the camera work did not take away from the movie, but it also was not doing anything impressive. So to speak, okay. because I don't think I don't think the, the cinematography was the main draw of this film. So I hear what you're saying, but I, I think I disagree. OK, because there's a lot of very subtle things that this film does. That I'm not seeing in a lot of other independent films that I wish, 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 wish they would do. Like what? Slow zoom-ins on a close-up shot to emphasize Uh what a character is saying. Even just a sentence. I was like, oh my gosh, this looks so good. There's times where the camera is just subtly moving from from the right of the screen to the left while two characters are talking. Just like little things that normally the audience isn't noticing. But let's say if it was just a very very standard shot reverse shot you would start to catch onto that because it's like all right we're only seeing the same things over and over again but like i thought every single scene was so carefully constructed in that way and the director really wanted to keep the camera even moving just slightly yeah whenever they're even in like tight spaces i thought that was really well done yeah so i really like the camera work there are a couple scenes i want to talk about later in spoilers that will uh hit on two minor issues that I had, but I feel like it'd be good to address them at the very least. Dan, how did you feel about the final act and kind of like where this film ends up? Cause it, this is a straight up drama, right? We can, I, yes, we can agree. Yes. Yes. I was a little confused about the okay. very end of the movie. Yep. I want to talk about that in spoilers. I don't quite understand where it went so maybe talking about it might might remedy that a little bit more. okay jared how did you feel overall about the characters in this film i like the characters a lot i liked the aunt yeah the aunt's awesome the introduction to this aunt <laughs> oh my god all right we're gonna have to get into spoilers soon because i have to let's do it let's do it now let's do it let's start with the aunt here we go all right hold on hold on so before we get into spoilers i'm just gonna say go see this movie I will say it's a Christian faith-based film, so if that's not your thing, I totally get it. But if you're okay with stuff like that, but it's it's not like it's not like the film is great. It's not like Cameron Crowe face-based. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I will say it. It does kind of. I don't want to say hit you over the head with it. It's it's definitely very much faith-based. Like that is what it is. But the drama around it makes sense, and some of the philosophical points about. The faith are interesting. I'll say this is the best faith-based film that I have seen. Hundo percento. Yes. I've seen quite a few. My mom has shown me quite a few whenever I would visit her. And some of those were not great. And those were like big budget films. Like Left Behind or... Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Or, um... You know, so this was really good. Okay, so we're going to spoil it now. Before we get into talking about characters, I think we should do a quick rundown of what happens in this story. I, no, no, because no, that doesn't make any sense because you want to know who the characters are. No, we're going to go into the, we're going to, we're going to do this. All right, here we go. All right, go for it, Dan. Go for it. Well, first we have Bryson. Bryson is a, 
a kid who's in what is the guy what is the gang leader's name it's like a retta retta rita r-e-t-a-h yeah okay so i think it's rita so okay rita is this guy who is running detroit apparently and he is don't say apparently he is dan he's this big big gangbanger and um I'd like to hear you say that to, I'd like to, for you to go, oh, apparently you're running Detroit, Retta, like to his face. <laughs> he he kills this kid. He kills this kid <laughs> that he describes as a loose end named Bryson. Bryson is this guy, Boone's brother. Uh-huh. Back in the day, Boone and Rita, like they did jobs together. And one mm-hmm. of the jobs. Criminal jobs. Landed Boone in prison. And Rita yep. ran away like a good crime lord. Yep. And Boone gets out and then he realizes, oh shit, my brother committed suicide. But the more he learns about it, the more he's like, oh wait, no. Rita killed my brother and now is trying to frame it as suicide. And that's not good. So now I'm going to go after Rita. Along the way, he develops a love interest. What's her name? Lila. Lila. L-A-I-L-A. And Lila has a bunch of family. She has a sister. She has two sisters and an aunt. And um, none of the people in her family are approving of Boone because Boone is an ex-con who just yes, got out of prison. Yes, that makes sense. Yes. And also there's an age difference. Yeah, uh, yeah, like 10 she years. She is, yeah. 23 and 33, yeah. Yep. So that is the gist of this film and like the drama kind of unfolds around Boone. Like the film is called meaning Boone. So the drama is kind of in Lila and Boone's territory. It's a weird character study between the two and how their immediate family or the immediate people that, you know, interact with these two characters treat them and how they support them Mm -hmm. and how they, you know, want to be there for them. Well, I think Jamie, who's the guardian of Lila, and I forget how they are related. They are sisters. They're sisters. Okay, yes. so she's the oldest. So sister. you have Jamie and Love. Love is also a sister, and Love is my gotcha. favorite character. Yeah. Yeah, I love Love. You love Love? I love Love. So Jamie actually has an interesting character arc. Like, she has her own story going on, too. So I really feel like it's Lila... Boone and Jamie having their own thing going on. Yeah. And I actually like the more flushed outness of these other characters and not just having the story be about Boone. So anywho. But it's about meeting Boone. It is. Yes, we all met Boone. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's about how Boone affected everyone's life in a positive, maybe negative way. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's kind of up in the air at this point about how like uh, that turn of events r- really uh, went down. So... When the aunt is introduced, they're at the, it's not the wake. The wake? Or is the, it the wake? The pre-wake. The pre-pre-wake, yeah. So it's Lila and Jamie are there, and then the there's this great wide shot of them, and there's the coffin. She comes strolling in singing, and she's like swaying and dancing around. She comes in, and she just stops and then they're like, oh, I can't believe you're here, blah, blah. They start talking. And then she snaps her sunglasses off to reveal that her glasses are underneath. <laughs> and just puts those, I just, everything about her is badass. The construction of the scene was great. That was really great. The film does a lot of really cool stuff like that. What's funny is a lot of it's like kind of musically led uh-huh. into the scene. There's a lot of that that I, I guess I love because I'm talking about it. So there's another scene with uh, the the blueberry salesman at the farmer's market. Uh-huh. 
And he's like, there's blueberries for sale. Yeah. <laughs> Come get them blueberries. I'm like, oh, this is great. I don't know why I love this so much. And like, if I, if I heard a guy singing for blue, I'm like, yeah, maybe I should buy some blueberries. What the fuck? Uh, so yeah, that kind of stuff I really loved. Dan. Yes. How did you feel about this bad cop? Who was I, kind of oh, okay? I conflicted more, about what he needs to do, and he, I wanted more of his story. Okay, only because he is so conflicted and he is so interesting. Yeah, his name's Rennie. There's this cop who used to be part of Rita's gang, and then he became a cop somehow. Mm-hmm. And not only did he, he never got caught, not only did he know. become a cop, but he's like a fucking detective. <laughs> <laughs> who's in charge yeah. of a lot of people yeah, who is yeah. also crooked because he's still in with Rita a little bit. So he's letting Rita kind of run Detroit, but he's also like, you gotta, you gotta peel it back a little bit. We can't just have you mm-hmm. killing kids here. So it's like, there's so much complexity to his character that I don't think was given enough time to simmer out. If that makes sense. I think there were a few good scenes with him, like when he met in the diner with Boone. I thought yeah. that was really good. And I, there's a great line he tells him. He's like, he's like, nothing's changed about you except for your clothes. And I was like, yeah, ooh, dang. And he just stands up and leaves him. And he's just sitting there like, oh, I'm a failure. But yeah, Rennie, is he being blackmailed by Retta because... He used to be in his gang, and it's like if he tells people that, then it would ruin his reputation. Is so. that what's going on? I think that's okay. what's happening. Okay. I love that dynamic. I loved the main focus of this film is Boone, his brother has died. He's gotten out of prison. He's found he's found out his brother's died. He knows who killed him. And now he's like, I want to go and take care of this guy because I don't think he should live. But according to my faith and beliefs, like this isn't the right way to go. And also like the law and everything else. So where does he go instead? He goes to mentor character, Dr. Oh, Dr. Aaron. Dr. Aaron. I love Dr. Aaron. Dr. He Aaron, also sings. Yeah. Dr. Every Aaron, character I love sings. Do- Dr. Aaron <laughs> is a mortician. He works at the local funeral home and um, he is, he was probably best friends. We'll say best friends with Boone's grandma and Boone's grandma's no longer in the picture, so literally Dr. Aaron is the only person that Boone has. He's a great mentor character. I really liked him a lot. It honestly seems like Dr. Aaron is Boone's dad, and yeah. he doesn't want to tell him. Because <laughs> he's like, me and your mom, we were real close. We were real close. <laughs> and he just like keeps looking at him, like, I'm giving him eyebrows. He doesn't do that. I'm just kidding. But like it... it it gives me the impression that yeah. maybe he's trying to make up for lost time. But no, he's a great character. There's that really powerful scene where he he like shows up at his house in the middle of the night and he's got the gun and he's trying to talk him down. Mm-hmm. Because there's this whole thing of like, is there going to be this big action scene where Boone goes and like See, fights what... the bad guy and like, oh, he saves the day. And that's not what this film is about. And I actually applaud it for that. I was like, I can't believe it. It's so good. I will applaud it for that. But like the, the film like on IMDb or something, it's like it's pitched as a drama and thriller. So it's like, I know there's going to be something in here, but no, like the only violence is at the very beginning of the movie where Boone's brother gets killed. Mm-hmm. And you see all of that, yeah. right? It's, he gets like point blank shot in the head. So that's like a, such a high octane way to start the film. And then the rest of it is like He's contemplating this violence. Yes. Contemplating how it 
affect like the waves that it creates in this kid's mm-hmm. life. Like Lila is his best friend and Lila is like a youth pastor. So she's like having to deal with that. And like, there's these really great interstitials. There's only two of them. I, I, there probably could have been more because it's probably the most interesting faith-based aspect of the movie is whenever she's talking to the kids mm-hmm. and what she's talking about to the kids has to do with the scene previous. Yeah. How do I reach these kids? Yeah, so she's struggling with wanting to, like, sow her wild oats, if you will, but also remaining true to her faith because it's like, you're not really supposed to be doing that. And so she makes a mistake. Then there's this whole thing of, like, Jamie, who's the older sister, who's more like the mother figure, is so worried about her getting involved with Boone that she's smothering her and, like, controlling everything, every aspect of her life. When it's like, okay, she is technically an adult. You should just let her make her own mistakes. And then when she does make the mistake, they're like, okay, listen, you made a mistake. No one is perfect, including Christians, which is is such a cool message, I think, too. Very right? Cool, Where it's yeah. like everyone's, they're, they're trying to meet up to this standard. And they're like, listen, you're not going to be a hundo every time. All right. You're going you're gonna to fall down sometimes. <laughs> you got to make your own mistakes and learn stuff. I think that's probably why I appreciate this message so much is because it goes out of its way to make you realize that like Christians have these thoughts too, and they struggle with these thoughts. Everyone does. Yeah, absolutely. How often do you actually get to see like a faith-based film that bashes you over the head with like the, the message? Whereas this one is not necessarily bashing you over the head. What it's doing is like presenting the problem and showing how a good Christian would confront it. Mm -hmm. I guess is the best way of saying it. I think they tackle a lot of issues in a really uh, interesting way, especially interesting for the screen. When I was watching this movie, I was not bored the entire time. No, no, I I wasn't either. No. So I guess the best way to describe it wasn't a tongue in cheek faith based film. Yeah. Where it's like, we have to get the faith out first and then the movie comes. No, Mm -hmm. we're going to make a movie first and we're going to sprinkle the idea of faith. Uh, Ah, Yes. I see. I think the philosophy behind the theology is interesting, which Mm -hmm. that's very impressive. And the camera work and the, the writing and the acting sound design, sound design, everything about this film carries it and makes it so watchable and so fun. Uh, and dark at times too. Very dark. Freaking dude. The scene where Rita, like I was afraid. (laughs) When he confronts him on the basketball court? No, where, which he's, one? where he's about to be arrested outside the Common Mart or whatever, the, the corner store. Oh, yeah, because you don't know what he's going to do. Like, I thought he was going to pull out a gun and start shooting them. Like, it was crazy. That's what this movie is. It's almost violence, the movie. <laughs> Just like every scene, you're like, is there, will there be violence? It's, it's like, towards ah. the end of the film. Um, Rita is now confronted by, what's the cop's name again? Uh, Rennie. Rennie. Rennie Wake, which is yeah. a great name, by the so way. So Rennie confronts Rita outside of a fucking corner store. Yep, yep. And he's like, we're going to take you in. And <laughs> Rita's like going off. He's like, what? What? Do you Because you think I did this, that I'm, I deserve this? And he just won't stop. And you're like, this mm-hmm. guy is going to kill somebody. Well, he makes an interesting point of like, this guy's trying to be faithful to his brother, but I'm his brother too. Meaning yeah. like from the gang or from like, he's his best friend. He was his best friend. 
And I thought that aspect of it was interesting, but he's using it in a way to like manipulate people. He's yeah. really just selfish. Oh, he's super manipulative. Oh, uh, two quick things too, before we talk about the ending. One, there's a scene where Boone talks to Dr. Aaron and the camera was knocked into. I think it's maybe 25 minutes of the film. That made me sad because it took me out of the film. And it's just like a little nitpick I wanted to talk about. There's another scene on the basketball court when Boone is confronted by the villain. They're playing basketball. <laughs> there's, a, there's a scene, it's an amazing scene, but they're, they're zooming into Boone and like it's a close-up of him and the, the camera is not focused. And that kind of mm. took me out. Other than that, there were no other issues in the film. Okay, go ahead. That's all I want to say. So the very end of the film is um, Boone calling Lila after he's basically abandoned her and she gets pissed off at him. Mm-hmm. Oh, they had sex, by the way. Yes. And then he leaves. Yes. Anyway, so he he leaves and he, like, five years later is the, the title card. Um, he calls her and he's like, hey, what's up? And she's like, what? Who is this? And she, and he, he just says something else, and she's like, "Is this Boone?" And, and then he's like, "I'm in Texas now." I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to tell me, Boone?" I I did a good job. I, oh no, not me. They did a good job of making Lila look older. They just put makeup on her, yeah, or not yeah. not like older person makeup. They just like put more makeup on her. Like, oh yeah, she does look older. Wow. Yeah, so they put totally put a granny mask on her. That's right. She had a granny mask from the dollar store on her face. And but no, so, really so basically, worked. Boone gives this like really cryptid or cryptid. <laughs> Boone turns into Bigfoot. Boone turns into a chupacabra. It's probably the coolest scene. I mean, I don't. I can't believe we buried the lead on this. Uh, no, Boone gives this really cryptic like phone call to Lila, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm in Texas now, and there's this really cool Bible verse I want you to hear." Yeah. Strange. Bible versus strange. It's actually really thought provoking, but the way she reacts to it is mm. like, is is that giving her, is that giving her free reign to say, I want to move to Houston now? Because like, what it sounded like was that he's saying they had their own temptations and they should have maybe stayed away from those things. Like it was good that they didn't stay together. Right. Okay. Because he was getting pushed away by the but, family, the sisters, but, but to not she, be involved with her. She smiles like, I'm going to move to Texas now. But what about this, Dan? The camera slowly comes out, and there's there's someone sitting on the couch that's out of focus. Yeah, Jamie. Then they they put that person in focus. Who is that? I, I thought it was Jamie. And that looked like a little kid to me. Oh. 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 They had a... I thought... That Lila had a baby, had a little Boone baby. Boone baby. Yeah. That might be And this be is it. some kind of sequel bait for her to be like, um, you have a kid and you left. I didn't know where you went. So yeah, that's what I thought happened. I don't know. I even watched the scene again because I'm like, what is going on right now? Tune in next week for... Tune in next week for... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's after meeting? Greeting Boone. A casual dinner with Boone. Okay, guys. Uh, final thoughts. Uh, you can watch it, man. It's on Tubi. Great character development and really interesting takes on scripture and faith. Yeah. In terms of like the philosoph philosophical aspect of yes. it. Yes. If you are Christian, you're going to like this movie a lot. If you're not, there's still other things to enjoy yes. and there's still a very positive message. Yes. That is how I feel. Dan, 
Give me some plugs, baby. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Indie Film Pod. You can find us on Instagram at Indie Film Review Pod. You can email us at the Indie Film Review at gmail.com. Check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Indie Film Review. Um, Thank you. There's there's some stuff there. Check it out. Uh, what about the other thing? The what's the... Oh, PayPal? Did you say PayPal? PayPal.me. Mostly for filmmakers. If you want to have your film on a short on this, then... <laughs> Then uh, six Oh, months. Werner. Is this Werner Herzog? <laughs> if you want to have your film on a shorter list than six months, uh, donate directly to us. PayPal.me slash Indie Film Review. And the penguin, the penguin, he walked off into the snowy mountain. But why? But why? <laughs> <laughs> We're so fucking stupid. Oh, thank you everybody for listening. I really, really appreciate it. Go check out the necropodicon.com if you want to hear other interesting and fun podcasts like ours. I appreciate you. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell everybody uh, about the show. I mean, not just about things in general. I mean, about the indie film review. All right. Thanks again, Danny, the final word. Boone. Boone. <laughs> Where are you at, Boone? He's going to say Boone. Okay. Oh, I love it. Necropoticon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.